Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This episode, it's Heim. My name's Dan, and I named my robotic vacuum cleaner Rosie after the Jetsons maid. My name is Jeff, and I wanted to start an organization called PAPPAP, or People Against Police Abusing Power. I knew I'd have no power to make big changes, so my first action was to call the police station and report a cruiser with one headlight out. The officer laughed and hung up. Enraged that this power-hungry pig would dare to laugh at a citizen, I gave up because fighting against injustice is hard. My name is Jimmy, and Dan, Jeff, and I all watched the full eighth season of Trailer Park Boys together in one day and ate Indian food. We did, and I had to convince this place to deliver because we were like one street away from yeah. where their delivery zone ended. Also, that season was not that great. No, that one was when it came we back. We liked that it was, season. It was good. It not was great. good. Yeah, we all laughed good. a not lot, great. Dan. It was probably the second best season since it came back on Netflix of the last uh, eight, nine, seven, eleven, twelve, five seasons. Oh, boy. Not great. It was fine. It's been downhill since they lost Mike Clattenburg. Yeah, but the last, the actual last season was decent. Okay. Decent. That was a fun day, though. Yeah. Sure was. Got Indian food. A lot of food. Probably made a lot of poops. Who knows? It was a long time. Yeah. Probably. More than likely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is where we're at now in this podcast? Yep. Just saying, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's like IC3 all over again. Yeah. 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 Talk Me Into has a segment that we always do. It's always our second segment. <laughs> Are you trying at this point? <laughs> He's just naming facts. He's trying to be a silly boy. <laughs> that we do every week called Talking Ourselves Into. It's just something that we're trying out for the week. And this week, I am trying to convince myself, take a vacation. Oh. Do it. You got you to gotta treat yourself. You got to relax. Treat yeah. yourself. You have to unwind the mind yeah i haven't taken a vacation at crow's age so it's it's mm. been quite a while and um yeah i think i'm just gonna take a week off of work work on some personal projects if i feel like doing that or maybe not i don't care taking a staycation yeah oh yeah yeah i used to do that when i was your age yeah <laughs> before you had a daughter that was in the before times yeah in utero so yeah that's what i'm uh that's what i'm feeling just gonna just gonna take my time off and enjoy enjoy myself it's good. Just make sure you don't become part of your bed. Yeah, self-help. Or become part of your bed. Who cares? Do what you want to do, man. If you can confine it to that week, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when the week is over and you're like, mm, I think I'm going to call out tomorrow, then you got problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been be there cool. before. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about going up to, uh, as Dan was talking about, the cottage that our family owns. I was thinking about going there for maybe like a weekend, but I don't think I'm going to. I think mm-hmm. I'm just going to chill. You just stay in your room. That's healthy. Yeah, I will. <laughs> nice dan what are you talking yourself into i'm talking myself into something um that i haven't done in a few years now which is to purchase vinyl albums 
a few years yeah i really haven't aside from like one here or there i haven't really like kept up with like new releases there hasn't been a right. ton of stuff that i've really I wanted just buy like bands that i'm following at the time yeah and there hasn't really been a lot of bands that i'm following that are releasing new material yeah um but uh coincidentally this week i'm talking to you guys into heim there's a new heim album oh and i really love it so i went and purchased it wow and it hasn't come in yet but it got me thinking about a couple other things i started um listening to vinyl more frequently and uh i refollowed our local record shop on instagram which i haven't done in a while refollowed you unfollowed them yeah because it was getting to be a lot with the stories on instagram well that's how they make money especially during and guess what jeff it works because after watching them, i send stuff to you all the time i'm like can you put that aside for me? Can you put that aside for me? So within like the last month, I have either purchased or have set aside that I will purchase eventually um, two Kendrick Lamar albums. Oh my God. I want money if I... Um, <laughs> which are very good. Uh, True Blue by Madonna, which I've been keeping an eye out for because I like her early albums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't condescend me, man. man. I'll fucking kill you, man. Sorry, Sorry Jim. Oh. Um... I don't know. There's been a few albums. Also, I had them put aside uh, the first Greg Graffin, who is the singer for Bad Religion, his first solo album that came out in the 90s called American Legion. They got a copy of that. And the first album by The Beths, which is something, mm. an artist, you know, a group that I've talked about on here. Yeah, you have. I remember so, you saying that. So, yeah, I'm buying vinyl. It's fun getting back into it. And Vinyl. Yeah. And Touche Amore is going to have a new album coming out. Yeah. Fleet Fox is finishing up a new album. Yeah. It's going to be a prolific time for... Uh, for talk me into music i just uh pre-ordered and not that it has anything to do with this but it is a vinyl <laughs> it is a uh completely 100 percent recycled vinyl the actual vinyl itself is recycled and the uh sleeve is is recycled as well and it is for okay. uh the untitled goose game which is a video game what cool world like are you living in <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like captain planet no. or something that mondo did yeah. that's weird no, it's called the Entitled Goose Game. It has a very fun soundtrack. How can two people be so close yet so far apart? I do not know what you're talking about. Yep. That I have no clue for. So yeah, buy some records. That's yeah. awesome. Jim, what are you talking yourself into? I already did it. Yeah, sure oh. did. Jeff, what are you Remember? talking yourself into? This one has been on my list for a couple months, but I've been saving it for no reason Oh yeah, Jim's all. going on vacation. Yeah. Yes. Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? I'm talking myself into deep frying. Oh boy. Because <laughs> I'm an American. You want to be a fat dad. Bought a deep fryer. You want to be a fatty daddy. Fatty daddy. Well, here's the thing about that. I I use oils to fry things in a pan, shallow fry it, you know, things like that. I have the thermometer make sure it gets up to heat. It's it works. Sure. It's been doing fine. But she always wanted this deep fryer, and I'm like, whatever, just get it. She saw one at the store. She bought it for 40 bucks. And then uh, her family was visiting and they just bought a bunch of groceries and stuff, and they went to Aldi. And they have this chicken patty that, so my wife is on an Aldi Facebook group because that's the (laughs) type of person she is. And they're like, these are really good. Well, they're like, these are gross. Don't get them. Or this is good. They're like, these are really good. They taste just like Chick-fil-A. And I was like, probably not, but they do. Wow. (laughs) And it's great because I stopped going to Chick-fil-A because they uh, fund bad organizations. Yeah. And. It's the one thing I can do as a person 
Just get a chicken sandwich somewhere else. Yeah. And maybe feel a little bit better about yourself. I chicken stopped sandwich. going there too. Sandwich. Same. So yeah, I started deep frying those, but then I'm just, I'm going crazy with everything. But I think the best part about it is that all this like gross frozen food that you just like buy to have just in case. And you're like, I'll put it in the oven or microwave or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be deep fried. Dude, it's like, it's like fine <laughs> cuisine. Okay. Like even fine, the finest carnival cuisine, even like the grossest chicken nuggets from Walmart, which I think they just call nuggets. Cause it's like all flour or something. <laughs> it's good, dude. You just, I, I fill that thing up with some peanut oil. Just deep fry it. Does your fryer have a lid on it? It does. Yeah. I was gonna say your house is gonna mm-hmm. reek like fried. It food. still stinks, but like yeah. it's it's contained to the kitchen, so it's like not too bad. But yeah, dude, made some deep fried pickles and nuggies the other day. Jim, you're probably Homemade too nuggies. young to remember this, but when our grandparents lived on New Street in Seymour, it smelled. I remember that's one of the very early distinct memories. So smell memory is like very strong. Yeah, and uh, every time I smell fried food, I think of that house. Same. You would go there, and a few hours later, you'd leave, and your clothes would smell like oh, fried. That's food. Bad. Yeah. But like, dude, uh coconut butterfly shrimp from Aldi. I'm telling you, dude, it's like Oh man, like you're good. gonna have clogged arteries in a month. Yeah, you, you're so yeah, excessive yeah. about things you like. <laughs> oh, I I've been doing it like two or three times a week. This have you tried air frying at all? I have, yeah. It's it's fine. I don't I like it. It's not fatty enough. You know, you're talking to the guy who created the chili cheese dog only diet. <laughs> now he's on the fried carnival foods only diet. Yeah, it's I yeah. like my I like my air fryer because it's definitely quicker than my toaster oven and it's crispy and mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Well, like also you get like frozen samosas or pakora from the Indian mm-hmm. market. So much better deep fry. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to start down that path because uh, right now I'm not frying a lot just kind of out of convenience. But if I buy a fryer and it becomes easier, I will be. That's very what I'm fat. saying. Because like then you get the pan, you got to clean the oil, transfer it to a jar, and then yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, but this, that's the only thing the stopping me from frying a tremendous amount. And now you're frying a tremendous amount. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it all. <laughs> But it's I, not healthy. I had some extra chicken breast, so I breaded them and seasoned them and breadcrumbed them. Wait until you and start discovering. And then I was like, wait, I got pickles too. I'm going to use this extra uh, batter and stuff. Wait until you start discovering all the weird things you can fry. Oh, yeah. Like um, like the Big E stuff. Not, well, well like, not only that, but also. Did, like Snickers bars and like, I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but also like you can use it as a cooking method that's like extremely fast if you don't put any batter on it or anything. Like, right. So chefs will like yeah. take a whole like bell pepper and just dunk it in a fryer and it basically comes out like roasted in like two minutes. No, I'm not going to do that. It's, that's too greasy. It doesn't collect the grease because there's no batter. Mm-hmm. You just dry it off. <laughs> I just open your whole world up. <laughs> well, it's also, I, I haven't done it yet because I haven't made a chicken tikka masala in a while, but you fry those a little bit. Mm. So I might like do some quick, like deep frying, just like a minute or two to get it a little crispy. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's it. In two weeks, Jeff is going to be like, yeah, I'm talking myself out of deep frying. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be totally out of it after his first heart attack. I'm talking myself into cardi... Oh, frig, I forgot the word. Frig. <laughs> Cardiac arrest? No. Myocardial infraction. Cool. That wasn't worth it. Nope, it wasn't. <laughs> Leave it. Hame time. Okay, fellas. Hi. This week, I'm talking you into a band. A band? Yeah, a musical act. A musical act? That consists of three sisters. Hanson. Yes. <laughs> They're slightly more attractive than Hanson. Ah, that's and arguable. slightly more talented. That's arguable, too. 
The band is called Heim. That's how Canadians pronounce ham. Yes. Hum. Heim. They're from Heim. California. Three sisters. The state? Yes. The band takes their name from their last name. It's uh, Estiheim, Danielleheim, and Alanaheim. Okay. They are incredible multi-instrumentalists, um, songwriters, and singers. They all switch off. They all do different things on their albums. Um, they grew up in a musical family. They played instruments with their parents in a bar band slash cover band called Rockenheim, which okay. is adorable. <laughs> Pretty cute. Okay. Um, yeah, they have three albums out and a couple EPs and, and you know, sh- short things like that. Um, the first album is called Days Are Gone. It came out to a pretty wide success in uh, 2012. Um, they won Best New Artist at the 57th Annual Grammy Awards. Uh, they released their second album, Something to Tell You, in 2017, which for me was a little bit of, of a sophomore slump. Spoiler alert, I'm asking you guys to uh, listen to a playlist that I made. Wow, that's the first time Dan's ever done this. Wow. I'm an album guy. but He's I, an album guy. I'm a playlist guy. I do think it's in the interest of this group because they are primarily a pop group. Mm. Uh, You're going to hear tonal shifts from album to album, but I I especially wanted to do that because as I was saying, I think the middle album is not the greatest. So there's only a Mm. few songs from there. I think that their new album, women in music part three, which was just released June 26, 2020 is their strongest album. Um, Creatively has a much wider scope tonally. It's a lot uh, deeper and darker than their earlier work. Um, I think musically, they're a pretty interesting combination of their influences. I hear a lot of Fleetwood Mac, but I hear a lot of like early, like 90s, late 80s R&B, like Prince and mm. and stuff like that. Um, Is this the first time you've given us an artist just by yourself? Nope. I gave you Bob Dylan. Bob oh, right. Dylan, yeah. Which I was told <laughs> that I did not do a very good job of, no, but that was many no, episodes ago. So uh, wh- what has been your exposure to Haim? I know them. I saw them on SNL. I've heard some of their stuff with you and by myself. Don't remember anything. See, I liked that performance on SNL. Um, I thought they were pretty talented, and and that's how I got into them. I checked out their first album. Mm. Jim, what's your exposure to Haim? Zip. Nothing. You haven't even heard them with me? Mm -mm. Wow, I'm surprised. I do usually like to play them. Um, I'm going to keep it brief because I'm sure we're going to get more in-depth in the second half like we do with music. Uh, But basically... Jeff, I think you will like them because they remind me a lot of Tegan and Sarah. Okay, I have with them. Um, especially like... Because they're sisters? No. Because it's music. The the way they're layering vocal melodies okay. and harmonies, uh, their pop sensibilities. Do Jeff, all three of them sing? They do. Does one of them play drums? Uh, they switch off. Oh. That's cool. And that's what they do live, too. So, like, Dan- I would crazy. say Danielle is the primary lead vocalist. Um, and she'll switch between guitar, keyboards, and drums. Because they're sisters of around the same age, can mm-hmm. you tell the difference in voices? Uh, it's difficult for me to tell the difference between... Because um, like Tegan and Sarah are twin sisters, so I can't tell the difference at all. Nobody, I, I'm sure people can, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's singing what. Danielle and Alana have, to me, the most similar voices. I have a little bit of a difficult time telling them apart, and they are the ones that sing more lead vocals, whereas Esty primarily plays bass and sings back. So if you're vocals. comparing them to Rancid, Esty's is the Matt Freeman. 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but they all sing a lot of backing vocals and harmonies. Okay. And they do switch off within songs. I, I try. I gave up trying to figure out who's doing what in this band at any time because <laughs> they literally all play all the instruments and they do switch frequently and they all sing. So it's mm. just like this is the Heim sound and I'm right. just down with it. Jimmy, I think you'll appreciate it because as I've mentioned, the vocal melodies and harmonies are really rich. You know I F with that. And and I mean, these sisters are so talented that they're frequently brought in to do um, backing vocals and backing instrumentation on other pop groups. Mm. Like their their sound has been so honed. You talk about musicians getting their 10,000 hours. They probably have 100,000 hours. Yeah. Just because they've been playing since they were little kids. Mm. And, uh, yeah, they have a really traditional, like, very breezy, airy California sound. Um, like Lana Del Rey? I don't listen to her too much. I have heard that comparison. Oh, man. They're, they're, good, friends, <laughs> they're good friends with Taylor Swift. So I think they um, were a strong facilitator towards her move away from country music and into pop music. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, there's, I think there's some good stuff. Like I said, it's type of pop music that I gravitate to, which is very uh like cohesive and strongly um what do you call it when you uh when you gather a lot of stuff together like uh comprehensive no i I don't know the word anyways it's they've taken all these disparate influences and honed them into their own unique sound piled curated curated it's very strongly strongly curated a lot of c words going yeah (laughs) but what i'm trying to say is that they've taken all these different influences and honed them and made it their own and you could tell that they didn't just write like oh this is a dumb pop song let's throw it on an album they're Mm. thinking things through they're thinking the instrumentation um, the way the albums are recorded, you're going to hear a lot more digital, traditional, new millennium pop sounds on the first album. Days Days Are Gone, mm. compared to the new album, which is a lot more acoustic. Um, not acoustic, meaning like acoustic guitars, but I mean like live instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Really open, big sounding live drums, not as much like digital drums and stuff like that. Cool. Still very catchy, but also like the topics have gone away from just traditional love and loss songs. Now they're tackling subjects like um, the the patriarchy and how women are looked down upon. In yeah, the yeah, and, all of them. Yeah, and also <laughs> dealing with issues of depression and stuff like that. So, yeah, I uh, I encourage you guys to listen to the playlist that I've made you, which I'm going to post a link to in this episode. Okay, I guess I will. It's good. Yeah. It's really I'm good, real guys. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm looking forward to it. And when we come back, we're going to spoil Heim. <laughs> All the plot points. Spoiled Ham. Spoiled Ham. Hum. <laughs> Fellas, okay? Ooh, I we like it. We are recording right now, and that's how I brought us back. Fellas, okay. All right, let's get through the playlist, shall we? The first song was a song that's getting right into it. No, I'm just kidding. We could could take some time, Dan. Yeah. So it's been two weeks. Two entire weeks. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but for some reason, I had more of a fear with this episode than any previous episode that you guys. I know you sent us like enough of a. You sent us a text for the first time, like (laughs) make sure you have notes. I don't want Bob Dylan part two. It wasn't even the notes. I just know that with. If you're going to take notes, that means you're actually like really paying attention. And I was just afraid that you guys were just going to like throw Listen this on to and it. be like, oh, it is what it is. When have we done it in the last 80 episodes? I don't know. I don't even know how many episodes. I'm telling you, it's not there. rational. It's it's in fact irrational. It but is. Yes. I uh, I was like listening to it myself and I'm like, 
This is really good. And I think if they give it a chance, both of them have an opportunity mm. to really like this band. Mm. Okay. Let's find out if you either have to of dig us really deeper like deeper than the surface, though. Go get oh. your shovel, Jeff. Oh, throwback. Deeper. <laughs> Jimmy, he's got a shovel in his yard. I just saw it. Yeah, we did. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. I'm congested, too. It's yeah. uh, it's a pollen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we were just laughing a lot. Laughing gets me congested. I dreamt all night that I had COVID-19 and I was dying of it. Really? I, I think of that every moment I'm awake and asleep. It's terrifying. Yeah, it was My weird. entire life is formed by the fear of dying. Anxiety, folks. It's fun. All right. The first album, Days Are Gone. Yeah came out in a year that was earlier than this one and the first track that dan put on the playlist is called falling yeah before we go track by track i think i talked about it a little bit in the first part of the episode but i wanted to see if you guys noticed it audibly or if it was just like from looking at the logos but this playlist is very heavy on the first album and the new album with only a few tracks we'll, in between we'll get to that okay because I, I that was definitely noticeable okay yeah um not saying it's a bad thing not saying it's a good thing okay i'm saying it's a thing that we will talk about when my notes tell me to <laughs> uh yeah i could definitely hear the tegan and sarah vocal similarities yep in this first track which you brought up i agree with the vocal similarities i don't agree with the catchiness of tegan and sarah because i did not catchier tegan and sarah is way catchier i i do agree with that this I had a real hard time with the entire first album. Really? It's full of pop hooks. I, they're hooks, but they're not <laughs> catchy hooks. Ooh-wee. Well, this first song, is, it's set in the stage for all of Heim, right? So um, yeah. I, I first noticed there's like there's a funky bass going on. Oh, yeah. Dig that, down with that. It does have uh, an 80s vibe, mm-hmm. which you mentioned, like, compared it to Madonna's earlier mm. work. And Prince, I hear a lot of. Yeah, like with the, the solos that they have, those I thought, rock and uh, solos. I thought Michael Jackson, but. Yeah, yeah there is some, some in there. Yeah. And there's like some stuff in the background, like little tink tinks, just like little <laughs> things. Just it's a lot of texture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Especially yeah. on this album. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that. Uh, I think the song rips. I don't know what it is about it, but it's like, it's definitely a bop. Yeah. I didn't like it. Um, I had a, there's only, I think there's two songs off the first album that I really enjoyed. Ooh. Um, but at least from this playlist, I don't know about any other songs, but um, I thought that um, the production quality is fine. Um, I think other albums, the production quality definitely gets a lot better. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought it definitely benefited more from listening to it with headphones uh, the first time I True. listened to it was in my car and like my car is like okay speakers but like I can't like really get into like the nitty gritty of like production value and stuff in my car mm-hmm. um, so I definitely think that this band benefits a lot from listening with headphones which is traditionally not how I listen to music well, it depends what you're looking for for this I yeah. agree with you you're able to pull out like individual textures and like yeah sonic differences yeah I think if you're just looking for like something to have in the background and bop along, I think that this is like perfectly fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't think it like pulled me into Heim though. Hmm. Well, what about Forever, the next track? This is incredibly hooky. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's hooky, but it definitely feels very eighties. I don't know any of the words, by the way. That's like what 80s. I. Do. That's another thing I don't like it's about not, it is yeah. that it's way too quick. I can't. The sing lyrics along aren't to it. memorable. They're very dense throughout. Yeah, the, I'm gonna the sing a lot. So Dan and Jeff can't sing. Uh, no, I was gonna say <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I was gonna say Jimmy and Jeff can't write notes. But I said Jam, Dan and Jeff. Dan and Jeff. Becky yeah. in the jam. 
uh i don't i think that dan is right and also not right about how catchy this is the vocals are catchy i'll agree the verses are kind of boring so i'm like in jimmy's Mm -hmm. camp on that and the choruses are kind of catchy lyrically this shit sucks and it doesn't suck like it's bad it sucks like the topic sucks because you're like fighting so hard to be in a relationship Mm. uh that you shouldn't be in and just leaving and i was like all right yeah i could i i am behind that even though it makes me feel sad yeah because like i just sing my own words (laughs) (laughs) so don't talk about the lyrical content and the rest do okay but uh I don't have that forever. I mean, song. when we talk about pop music, there's not as much of an emphasis on lyrics. Let's be honest. I get that. And well, I, think I mean, that's there can fine, be, but... though. Like, we did talk about that Tegan and Sarah album, and we dug right. deep into the lyrics there. And I think there is varying emotional levels. In there. Let me rephrase that. I think okay. that's one area of tremendous growth for the band. I think their new album is lyrically yeah, we'll get there. much more mature. Yes, I agree. Um, and we get to The Wire. Yeah. And I'll watch it when I watch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get that. That reference. was good. You had that written down. I did. You? It's it in my good. notes. It good. I liked it. Um, it definitely reminds me of, um, it, it sort of has the same vibe of like everybody wants to rule the world. I thought it had like mm. that sort of like uh, rhythm going throughout it. There's, this is one of my favorite songs off of the uh, album that you gave me. There's a lot of inspirations you can hear pretty prominently throughout this album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, did they pull it off and make their own style or are they just mimicking and copying? So I can't mm-hmm. really tell. So like at first the song starts out and like the guitars have a definite black keys vibe, mm-hmm. just like that garage rock bluesy riffs and it sounds sort of shania twainy i don't know just like a pop version of shania twain i agree with that and um i think like we mentioned before it's hard to tell the difference between the sisters voices but i think they switched in this song and it was noticeable and yes. it was pretty good mm. i did like how they did that um i don't, I don't know what the song's about <laughs> lyrically just like the same thing faithfulness and a relationship and I do like how it is more bare bones as far as the instruments go than mm. the last two. It's mm. a little more stripped down. Um, the vocals have more of a harmony and in tunedness with each other mm. than the previous songs. And I like agree. Jimmy said, Michael Jackson, there's some of the yeah, there's that in there. Yeah. So like, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I definitely think this is one of the better songs from the first album. If I could change your mind. I'm just going to read the first two sentences that I wrote verbatim. Uh, Jimmy, I apologize in advance, but yeah, I f*** with this. Chugga, chugga, chigga, digga, digga, digga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It's um, when you hit the ground running. I like the little synth emphasis. It's not too much, but it's just like a little. Yeah, this song reminds me a lot of. Um, I don't. OK, I'm going to get really granular here late Fleetwood Mac that's got Christine McVie on vocals. Okay. I don't understand what you just said, but I'm sure listeners will appreciate it. Um, I definitely agree with the Fleetwood Mac. Uh, There's a lot of Fleetwood Mac inspiration throughout all this. Yeah, and they Uh, actually... Danielle, who is the lead vocalist. Oh, man, I don't know if that's right. We're going to have to look that up. <laughs> we don't have to look it up, Dan. Uh, well, Move she along. her voice definitely reminds me of Christine McVie. Mm-hmm. So it's weird, like how I have to make that connection. <laughs> Bless ah, Thank you. Spraying COVID everywhere. Yeah, I'm doing that. Please yeah. don't have COVID, Jimmy. <laughs> I was right. I said Danielle, right? Yes. Yeah, that's her. Great. Congrats. Yeah. 
Um, I think that this song is pleasing to listen to, but it, again, I just didn't really have that hook. Oof, Jimmy didn't catch me. Hmm. That's I, I, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> next? Move on to the next. Move song. on to the next one. Yeah, Honey and I. This song sounds to me like it was made by a 14-year-old in GarageBand. Jimmy! Wow. So I thought it sounds... So to me, it sounds like early 90s indie rock. And I can't think of an exact comparison, like a band or an artist, but it just feels that way. You know what I mean? Like uh, Sixpence, None the Richer? Kind of, but a little bit before Sixpence. (laughs) Just like not quite four non-blondes, not quite Sixpence. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I said... I like it. Yeah, it's it's fine. Jimmy, all you have to say about it is that it sounds like GarageBand. Yeah, it so sounds I like a 14-year-old made it in GarageBand. I think this song is simple. And like like you said, this playlist is heavy on the first and third albums. I think... <coughs> it's okay, Jim. Get it out. <laughs> I think you picked eight tracks from each, and they have like 13 or 14 songs. So that's pretty heavy. They only have three albums. Yeah. So I kind of get that. But this is not a song I would have put on a playlist to try to talk somebody into. Really? I love this This song. is a song that I would have been like, <clears throat> yeah, every band has some stinkers. You, you could just skip this one. Oh, I just love the vocal on it. I love how it just goes into that like spirally part at the end. It's. Uh, uh, I'm gonna sing like through this whole. Do episode. it, but it's if fine. I if I were you and I were making a, a playlist, I would have left a song like this off. All right. <clears throat> well, what about the next song? Don't save me. I don't know how to feel about this song. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much wrote the exact same. <laughs> My fear thing is coming writing. true. Um, I don't know. It's not memorable. Like I don't remember it right now. Uh, baby and it's not don't very catchy. save me that's but pretty catchy like, to me they say the name it's it's not that <coughs> jim you okay you want some sweet tea i think i'm fine all right some water I'm fine. sugar will help <laughs> no but it, it's it's not a bad song but it's something that like if it's on in the background i'm cool with that and <clears> this <throat> one i would have also trimmed from the playlist i just yeah. don't think that it's adding to your case well you have to have ideas and <clears throat> thoughts about the next track because it's pretty weird for this album. yeah no i have i have thoughts about this one what's jimmy why don't you talk about my song five uh it is probably my favorite song off this album um Ooh, from what okay. you played okay um i like how weird it gets um yeah. the distorted vocals i think are really cool um and i also like how they use the production quality a lot like um the the vocals are very much like especially when you're listening with headphones are very much like right up there in the mix yeah um they're very electronic like Like, they compress them so much that there's very little dynamics yeah Yeah, they're just like there and then they're gone yeah um i also like the titling too because that's like a garage band song yeah it's 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 percussive there's some cool harmonizing background vocals like really sparse guitar riffs it's not like the previous songs which is kind of weird like I, I don't care if like an album is homogenous and everything sounds the same. It's cool to like go and do different things, but this same. one really stands out compared to the previous songs. And it does have that garage vibe, like a couple other other songs. And lyrically, uh, it's exactly the same as every other song so far. It's about like begging and cheating and regret and like mm. it, I get it. Like you could you could have a love album about relationships and that's fine with me. In fact, some of the best ones we've been talked into on this podcast are that topic mm-hmm. but this is like the same thing it's all about like we had a bad relationship i cheated you cheated let's get back together why are we still together <laughs> and they don't have like anything good there's nothing like yeah. i loved you this much or like we're far apart now but we're gonna get together there's no variance it's all the same exact thing and between three people they all have the same experience well, that, you don't know who's i writing. don't know i don't you're right i don't but to right. me it's just like lyrically it's 
uh, it's kind of not a downer but it's just yeah, I agree. I think the I think the production value definitely stands out a little bit better with this song than like the lyrics and like Well, I think um this album as a whole is sort of typical for like dance pop albums, which yeah. is like let's not put the emphasis on the lyrics, let's focus on the grooves. Right. Yeah. But it does have lyrics, so I'm going to talk about them. Yeah. Uh so then we get into the next album. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the next album is called Something to Tell You. Yeah. Yeah. And the first track is Want You Back. Um, I definitely found it like night and day with production value. Um, I, I liked it's funny that you didn't put a lot of songs off this album. Maybe the rest are stinkers. But every single one of these songs I thought were way better than the first album. This one is another one that first gave me that idea of them mimicking music that they like mm. or having inspiration because like it does sound a lot like Baba O'Reilly in the beginning, like the chord yeah. progression. Hmm. Teenage Wasteland. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely hear that. Maybe it's just the same port- chord progression because it's like three chords, but I definitely picked up on that. I mean, it's catchy, and this one definitely sounds like something on a soft rock station my mom would listen to in our station wagon <laughs> stuck in traffic. Yeah, so I think what you're noticing on these songs compared to the first album is more of an emphasis on like live acoustic instruments mm. versus... Um, synths and computer generated sounds i think they also slowed down their vocals a lot too like the mm. first album like we were talking about like yeah exactly um this That's one like a, I can, a classic hame kind of thing yeah, yeah for sure um uh, i thought that all the songs off this album and the next one too you can easily sing along to yeah um definitely it that's what i like about music because i like to sing along to it you know mm-hmm Nothing's wrong is the one that I really like reminds me of Fleetwood Mac. Oh yeah, for sure. How can you tell me nothing's wrong? Yeah. This one has like a a Ben Nichols Lucero vibe to the guitar riff, which I dig. Mm. I, I don't listen to good. Lucero. Oh, maybe I should talk you into them because they're uh pretty good. But yeah, it's this is synthy 80s pop. So Fleetwood Mac, I could totally mm. hear you out on that. And I like that weird break where the music stops yeah. and like the background vocals are distant. There's like weird warbling pitch shifts or whatever it's yeah. called. And then it comes back super synthy. They're like, all right, this song had synth in it, but now this song is synth. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I mess with that. Mm. And I mean lyrically. It's it's redundant. It's just beating a dead horse at this point. They just have bad relationships, and I'm <laughs> I'm bored of hearing about it. Don't listen to any '60s pop groups, Jeff. Okay, I won't. That's all it is. <laughs> you talked me into it. Now we get to little of your love. Um, yeah, that one. Have I heard that? I don't think I've heard this song before, but I've definitely heard that somewhere. Is this a cover? Well, I I think I mentioned in the first part of this episode, it's not a cover, but their music is like very used in marketing okay they're in tons uh, of commercials so is black for movies yeah yeah so a lot of these songs you've probably heard like in movie trailers right. or commercials and stuff like that yeah um this song all i can think of is i wish there's like a there's like a low bass like want want i wish that was a horn section huh that um, would have been cool because it yeah. would have sounded like more Motown than it already yeah. did. It did have like a Motown vibe. It's, it's like a girl group. Type yeah, it's yeah. rocking. It's a bop. And it's about like a one night stand, maybe turning into something more. So here we go. We're shifting. Yeah. <laughs> We're shifting in the relationships. Yeah. I like that. Jeff, Jimmy, yeah. I've got something to tell you. Oh I gosh. like Heim. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Um, I thought this song was fine. I thought it was the weakest out of this album. 
I mostly put it on there because it's the title track. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that because my note, I'm gonna just going to read it out. Oh, man, the Star 99.9 vibe is strong. Skip. <laughs> uh, I did not like the song at all. To me, I also included it because it harkens back to the first album more than a lot of songs on this album. Um, a, a big difference. You can sort of draw a line in the sand between the genres based on if it has electronic drums. Yeah. If it has electronic drums, it tends to sound like the first album. If it has live dr- drums, it tends to sound like the second and third albums. Mm. Yeah. But uh yeah, I didn't like this song. Yeah. Might be my least favorite on this playlist. So then the next track, I mean, I don't know how versed you guys are in your 90s country <laughs> pop hits. I mean, I did mention Shania Twain. Did I, I did not? not think we would ever mention Shania Twain on this podcast. <laughs> Yet here we are. I had to include it. I think it's a really good cover. I think they changed just enough yeah. to like make it sound their own. That, All right. That so, don't impress me much. Yeah, I do like this, and it did impress me much, because uh, the original <laughs> is like a really in-your-face kind of pop right, song, yeah, yeah. and this is quiet and laid back, yet it Ambient. still holds the same weight. Yeah. yeah, no, I dig it, and and I like it. It <laughs> does that thing that Dan loves when um people make really weird covers of pop songs yeah yeah like bruce springsteen does it he did like he did a version of this of like staying alive that was really like weird and stripped back and that's the same kind Mm -hmm. of thing staying alive is like this anthem song and then he sits down with an acoustic guitar and yeah yeah. exactly (laughs) yeah so no but i I, and just as a song like if this were were just their song i would really like it yeah i think it's i think it's really good but side tangent isn't six star brian like a big wasn't he like a big oh yeah i've seen shania i remember my dad (laughs) i remember my whole family went i I just remember what was her other big song didn't she i feel like a woman yeah that's right there's nothing like seeing your dad in his late 40s (laughs) just gonna say that drunk at a wedding (laughs) like dancing on the dance floor man i feel like a woman (laughs) yeah you got it yeah Uh, totally crazy so i um this this came out as this came out as a single and they released a few singles during this time period between these two albums i don't think they really stood out a lot a lot of them had like features like guest singers and rappers and stuff that were Mm -hmm. like meh so the first thing i noticed before we go on to women in music part three is that you picked eight songs off the album and i was like this might be a lot let's see if it was Jimmy, okay. <laughs> that was weird. Jimmy, Los Angeles. Um, I really dug the vibe of this song. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I definitely love like the lo-fi drum beat. Mm. Um, it it just reminds me a lot. Like this album feels a lot like chill wave, vapor wave sort of stuff. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah. it, it just reminds me of just like a real good groove. Yeah, that's what I like you about it. You could definitely play this to like a video of a train going through the Japanese countryside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeff. Yeah. Big lyrical improvement. Big lyrical improvement, baby. I did put... So, uh, <laughs> all caps. Yeah, I F with the song hard. This is my favorite song on the playlist. This um, might be the story of your life, actually, because you love Los I Angeles. I do enjoy that city. I like it a lot. You but are currently opened- wearing a shirt that says, My Heart Lives in Los Angeles. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's touche more. Yeah. Uh, it opens up with, like, a clarinet, and I was like, all right. That's a sax. Is it a so I was debating. I was like, is it a uh, is it a probably like a, a sax? Tenor, or it's uh, an alto sax. Okay, because so, yeah. and then the solo, I was like, I can't tell. But yeah, yeah no, I f with that. I like it a lot. Um, musically, it's definitely the most interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, I I did write. I believe it's the first song on the playlist. It's not about a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a love letter to L. A. And that line, New York is cold. I tried the winter there once. Nope. nope. Very funny because. F these winters. And the way they emphasized it with a the little guitar strum. Yep. Nope. 
And it, it's just really creative and fun. They're like, vocally, they have some doop doo doos mm. and there's a lot of bass noodling and the, like just that really quiet, which I thought was clarinet. I'm wrong. It was just like a lo-fi sax or something. Yeah. Um, it, it's a saxophone played at like... like with a mute? Or, no, just very like low pressure. Like yeah, he's not, yeah. He's not yeah. ripping. He's not blowing really hard. He's just like... Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I just, I really, really like the song a lot. This is definitely on like a summer playlist, like Ooh. forever. There's a few on oh. this album that might be. Uh, then we get to the steps, which is very different from the last song that we just listened to. Very different. Um, th- this definitely reminds me of like obviously a traditional rock song. Mm. Um, very similar to like I-, I thought this was like they were like uh, sampling like "Give Me Two Steps" or something like that. Mm. I was like, is that why it's called the steps? But um, it it sounds very traditional and like it's rock roots. Yeah. It's almost like um, uh, my girl by the Temptations. I could see that. Yeah. Um, the way they say "understand" at yeah. one point, it sounds super familiar, and I can't place it. Well, it's a very interesting vocal melody. Yeah. They do like an octave like, jump. Understand? Yeah. Why you don't understand me, yeah. baby? It was fine fine it's awesome so catchy i know alone this is another stripped down song with like weird vocal effects Mm -hmm. that i thought was pretty cool and interesting for them to do and i do like there's like this transition in the song and Mm -hmm. then it like builds back up and Mm -hmm. i thought that was with that weird like conversational thing that they put through a super compressor yep So this song is about depression, and I think it does a really good job of capturing that mood Mm. without being like a slog. Because a lot of songs about depression are like, "Uh, I'm so sad. Look at me. I'm Eeyore. I'm Snuffleupagus. Basically. um, I'm an anthropomorphic fuzzy guy. This one sort of reminds me of like a sequel to my song five. Like Mm. maybe not necessarily the topic, but the production on it and like the groove to it. I could hear that. Yeah. Um, I think they're able to do something like moody and weird, but also catchy. Like nights turn into days. Mm. I think it's got a good chorus. Yeah. It definitely reminded me of like chill wave hip hop. Um, just like the, um, the backbeat and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's like little memorable, like vocal patterns. Like I don't want to give, I don't want to give right. too much. Yeah, doing, I thought I was singing good. through this whole. Do it, thing. man! This is what people <laughs> listen to us for. They don't listen for the talking; they listen for the three seconds of Dan going. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get to "Up from a Dream." Uh, obviously, I dig that it, it feels like a dream because oh yeah, they have we, like bird sound effects yeah. and it's weird. And uh, there's a lot of like sound effects, and I can't tell if it's experimental or like tacky. I can't. Tell. I think they pull it off. Of course, I'm a little biased because I like the band. It's hard to tell. I don't hate it, but it doesn't sound natural. It sounds like they're forcing something. When they they do that weird section where they have the distorted guitar, one in each channel, I thought that was a little weird. Um, But I I think that was like the only section of the song that I didn't like. Um, But I thought the song itself was pretty good. Yeah, it sets the mood. It's like the escape from a mundane life. I'm going to get music theory nerdy on you here. Let's do it. Hate it. Um, you don't jim you love it you're also a music boy i am they do a weird thing with the percussion and the rhythm of the bass in this song which i think is thematically chosen to propel the song forward like they're waking up from a dream 
they put all the emphasis on the one on the one and the three instead of the two and the four which traditional mm. pop music you would mm. like clap on the two and the four True. that's where the snare hits the bass there is like no snare she's like dun 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 yeah that's true yeah i think that's cool i'll have to re-listen to, to me one. like this song is a spiritual sequel to it's gonna be a weird callback here guys okay i'm only sleeping by the Beatles. oh i was thinking I that a little bit too it feels like similar I'm vibe and they're up from a dream exactly oh. that song also has the one in three references it has the backwards guitar panning right. on different channels yeah. i i could definitely picture them listening to that song in the studio when oh, they're yeah. working on this one yeah i definitely did have that thought too while uh, i just didn't write it down but um i could definitely see that then we get to gasoline which i think is my favorite heim song really because musically i don't remember it really it's the one that starts off with that drum weird drum it oh yeah I think I like it because it's definitely like the most straightforward, but it also like um, it it sort of like combines like four different genres, which yeah. I think is pretty cool. Like they have like that sweet little melody, but then they have like, I don't know, like a hip hop beat in the background and like distorted guitar. And yeah. see, sometimes when we talk about music on here, uh, the focus is music. Sometimes the focus is lyrics. Sometimes it's both. Yeah. I think I was focusing too heavily on the lyrics for this. I think you were too. <laughs> Just as bad because I didn't know what you were going to talk about. No, that's some, cool, sometimes though. I'm not prepared. And like right. lyrically, it's tit for tat cheating. And it's like they're still saying together. And I'm like, I don't like this. This is this doesn't make me feel good. I mean, it's about outrunning your problems, thinking that if you leave a physical place that it could change your outlook. Yeah, I guess. Gasoline. Nice and clean. That's what I, I thought. I want to get out. All that stuff. The drums are so sicking, though. Very sickening. good. Very good in that song. Don't wanna. <laughs> Anyone have anything? <laughs> I was to say waiting about to see if Jimmy would say anything. No, I don't. It's the same thing. Um, I didn't really take many notes on the music and um, more more about cheating. We both. This song is like the hookiest. Bed. I don't wanna give up on you come on that's Wait, awesome what's the next line i don't wanna don't wanna i don't wanna have to what's the next line <laughs> just sing it dan um i think that this song um i like how it's written i like the vocal performance i'm not a huge fan of like how it feels stripped down in the beginning and like gets fuller at the end i think if it was just like full throughout the entire song it would have been better I mean, they do that cool break where it's just vocals. That's pretty awesome. I don't remember harmonies. that. Oh. Um, it has that cool guitar riff. Yeah, uh, I, I just, I, I just don't. Um, I, I don't like when bands like rely too heavily upon like, oh, I'm going to start really quiet and they get really big at the end. Like a lot of bands do that, where like it just happens like every it's a other form song. Of songwriting. Yeah, I think it's, it's fine. fine, but. Sometimes you rely a little too heavily on it. Men from Man. Man yeah. from the magazine. Um, yeah, so this is... We're getting real Joni Mitchell here. We sure is. This is acoustic, yeah. Yeah. and it's like warped like a damaged record. I thought that mm. was a pretty good uh, effect to add on to there. And this song I really liked, lyrically, Dan, <laughs> because this is something that is very irksome, and it's about uh, reporters asking dumb questions to female musicians, yeah. actresses, people's imperfections you make the same face in bed that you make on stage uh, now you know how it feels to be the c 
sorry jim but yeah. like they said it and i mean that's true and, and mm-hmm. i just think of like it's about being put in this position where you're like you want to be happy and affable but you're being asked all these stupid horrible questions yeah like there's there's a pretty popular video of scarlett johansson and robert downey jr in an interview yeah and they're asking mm-hmm. robert downey jr all these like questions about acting and then they like ask her something about her weight yeah and she like rolls her eyes and calls them out on it and it's like then if you do that if you like come back you're at the a interviewer, bitch yeah you're the c word yup yeah i thought this was like probably like the most interesting lyrically and the music is it is is pretty chill too and a lot of that weird effect that you're describing is actually from this very like weird guitar that she found because i saw a video of them performing this like well because of covid they weren't allowed to do like a cd release party album release show so they recorded just them in Cantor's deli in los angeles which i thought was hilarious that's pretty cool playing like a few of the songs and this was one of them and uh she plays like this little crappy like three-quarter size guitar that she got at a um i don't know where she got it but it's like a piece of crap and it makes this warbly like that's pretty dope yeah like that. sound yeah that's cool i like how it sounds like they just record it in a microphone somewhere yep like i, I just i just like the little i don't know the the non-production quality production quality of it mm. now i'm back in it it's a bonus track just now i'm in it Oh, I wrote now I'm back in it. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) You're just getting Are you back in it or are you in it? I'm back in it, baby. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It kind of blends in musically and lyrically with everything else. Uh, Just it's a Heim song, but I do like uh, halfway in how it strips down and it's just like piano and tambourine. Mm -hmm. It's got like a a pretty happy vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall, like we didn't talk about it a lot on this album, but it's just further into like the live instrumentation right real performances um obviously they're still messing with synth and keyboard and stuff like that but it feels more performed and less programmed yeah yeah definitely a very chill song i liked it so what did you guys think overall you have any overall thoughts um i think that um production value is definitely there uh, especially with the last two albums um it, it's so funny that you were like so gung-ho about the first album and i'm just like it's okay uh like uh just every song on there just kind of felt the samey uh couldn't sing along to it um i thought the production value was more so in this second two albums okay jeff i see why you like them yeah i don't know i think we might you might have to ask a question before we get more into it all right well i'm gonna give you a final push. okay okay the final push is that this is a band that is still very active Mm mm-hmm in um, fact, their album like just came out, didn't it? Pretty recently. Yeah, because I heard Terry Gross talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I think they're still growing creatively. I think this newest album is their best album. And I think they're only going to continue to grow and expand and change. And yeah, I, I think that's that. always an exciting thing. It's one thing for us to talk, you know, Jeff into the Beatles, which is like, you know, a snapshot in time. Yeah. yeah. You can like it or dislike it, and that's the end. It's another thing to, like, for me, we've discussed with the Fleet Foxes episode and stuff. A lot of the fun of being into an artist is being surprised by the directions mm. they take or in like future endeavors. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They have a new album coming out. We just got their new single. Yeah. So I think that um, it's going to be fun to be a Heim fan going forward. They've shown no signs of stopping. That's good um i also one last push i will say that they're known as being very fun live performers Mm. um they are multi-instrumental they i can see that they all sing they go crazy they have different lineups of backing musicians that they bring on and off 
I mean, it's too bad there's never going to be concert ever again. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to show you guys, and 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 this can be you can look this up, but this is just my last push. Is uh, Esty Heim, who is the bass player, okay, who is like a very lovable personality, is known for performing in a very weird uh, fashion. When she gets locked into a bass groove, she makes inadvertently a bass face oh those are fun which has yeah. become famous and here's a picture of sd's bass face <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty good. good bass face yeah so yeah. uh you can look forward to that if yeah. you become a fan yeah you should save that so we could tweet it out when oh this episode. i've got something okay i'm just gonna say it because it's already gonna be out on twitter look weird. it up no no look it up if you if you enjoyed this episode have you guys seen the meme where people like tweet out the calendar with different facial expressions oh yeah yep Someone did one of those of just SD that time base faces. Pee Wee's was great. Yeah, that one was very funny. Yeah. yeah, so look out for that if you want to see the base face. All right. In the meantime, Jeff and Jimmy and Dove. So I, 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 I turned into a beautiful white bird for one second. Jeff and Jimmy, was I able to talk you into Heim? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping so. Yeah. So I think the way I listened to this is I was at work, put in headphones, listen to the playlist, one and a half songs, and I was like, "This is a yes." Like it's pretty easy. Like this. Oh, is, and really? then I then I listened to more, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a yes." Listened to it in my car a couple times while driving. I was like, "Yeah, okay." But then when I had to like sit down and critically think, I was like, "Oh shit, do I actually like them?" Because <laughs> like a lot of times on this podcast, when I look too deep into things, I'm like just finding things to talk about, and yeah. I'm like, ah, "It's not really a big deal." Like this is a band where I don't think I would listen to like an album in its entirety, but I'll Same. put them on shuffle while I'm doing something. I don't think I'm ever going to go see them live if concerts ever happen again. But like. <laughs> They are good. I will agree with you on all aspects except for one. Even I don't really listen to like the whole first and second albums. But Women in Music Part 3, you can listen to front to back. All right, I'll, I'll give that a listen. I haven't listened to anything that wasn't on its podcast. Same. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually in the opposite direction of I was listening to the first, uh, obviously, like I said, in the entire album or the entire episode. Um, everything from the first album, I was like, ooh, like it, it's so weird because like it has everything that I like about music in it. Like it has fun harmonies. It's got like quick lyrics. It's got like I thought you were gonna be stuff. hard. Yes. Um, but for some reason, I just couldn't get hooked into it. Um, it was just something about like how fast they were talking or yeah, singing. Yeah, it's not and, really. You can't really sing along to it, it. Yeah, it might take you a little longer. I've gotten more into the first album like lately. Yeah. But yeah, continue. Um, I. Yeah, as we were going along and I started listening with headphones instead because, like I said, I was listening uh, in my car originally and I was just like, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I understand why people like it, but it just felt like uh, pointless pop music to me. Mm. And then I got into the second album. I started really enjoying like where they were heading in that direction and like it was a little bit slower. And then like once we got to the new album, I was definitely a yes. Um, it, It was just a lot better. It was night and day cool i'm yeah. happy to hear it cool yeah i'm very excited very to talk cool. to you about wimp uh, as they've coined it wimpy women <laughs> in music part and they use roman numeral eyes oh, that's pretty uh, good so it's yeah. wimpy <laughs> I like cool. it. yeah 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 in the meantime 
Yes. Fellas, we're doing something different next we're week. We're doing a little wacky thing. Like we thing. always do. We have had listeners say, hey, how come you guys haven't talked about this yet? This is something you should talk about. And we were like, listen, maybe we will, maybe we won't. But we decided to let the people decide because oh. we are a democracy, unlike yeah. America. We're a cheerocracy. Woo! So we picked three topics that people have suggested to us. Those three Much topics. like America, you're only allowed to choose from two parties. <laughs> we gave you yes, three. We gave you three, the third party. So these three topics are uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, the UK version, yep. uh, Fleabag, and the new Unsolved Mysteries. Now, the way we record, uh, the decision has already been made, and we will be recording that episode next. So you can't <laughs> vote if you're listening now. But we you already gave, did. We gave you plenty of options online, on social media, on Twitter, at Talk Me Into, on our personal Instagram pages. Uh, we asked people walking down the street, hey, which one do you like best? And, and they told us, or they said get away from me you're not wearing a mask uh, so we we have we have it but you won't know till next week which which topic one just look on twitter it's there yeah you'll find, <laughs> it. you'll find it it's pretty easy in the meantime jimmy where can people find talk me into on the internet they can find us at talk me into talk me into on uh facebook and if you feel so inclined you can send us an email talk me into at gmail.com can send us like voice memos stuff yeah. like that it'll be fun we'll listen to them on the show and you can also find us on youtube and patreon.com slash talk me into where we're going to be posting some new stuff on there very soon cook with us uh, cook with us we haven't done one in a while we're making pizza yeah we are yep. it's gonna be fun yeah. And uh, yeah, find us on all of those platforms. Dan, where can people find you online? I'm on Twitter, uh, tweeting under the name Danny underscore breakdown. Jeff? You can find me on Instagram at large heart on Collider. You can send me voice messages there. It's an easy way to do it. People have done it. We've played it on the show. Tell us what you think of an episode. Or don't do that and find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27, Jeff with five Fs, the number 27. Jimmy, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Find me on all those places. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? One of those three things that I mentioned before, Jim. Have you been listening? No. Damn it, Jim. Yeah, baby. Let's just call each other baby from now on. All right, baby. Oh, I already do. Jimmy could be baby, too. All right, babies. Thank you for listening. (laughs) No. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Oh, wait. We should stop here because we forgot to talk about something. Do you want to talk about the... I have the poll up and it's almost closed. You want to talk about that? No, because I have my results, too, and we don't know when we're recording. It might be... What does your results mean? I I thought that because I got the Instagram one. So we're just going to do several... And then combine them together at the end. Yeah, that's fine. And that's me. that's going to be in a few episodes, so we could bring it up now. Have them like send emails or tweets or whatever. All right. So but we'll when's start. this one going to air? Not for like three weeks, right? Yeah, three weeks. But it'll still air a couple weeks. Hold on, let me see. So this one is not airing until eight twenty-five, and we're not recording the listeners one until. Oh yeah. <laughs> it'll be out by then you want to yeah. record something little and you can just throw it in one of the earlier episodes like the one that airs next mm. next it doesn't matter no, i think it's fine matter. 
Well, let's just give did up. Did you want... Nothing matters. We're not really trying. So that file with the music, did you want to just post that as is? Or do you want us to just say the band and song name before, and then you can go punch them in? Or yeah, I think we'll just air it as He just is. doesn't want to do the work. Okay. I yeah, put the right. time stamps okay, in. Okay, that's fine. I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Just a wonder. Oh, you always want me to do well, it. Well, because Dan introduced it. I did it last yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So you can do it. <laughs> can I, though? You can try. You will try. Do